name's Chase, by the way. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, it's just great to see you guys. Thanks for hanging out. This is a beautiful day, and um, I saw the temperature, and I was like, oh, man, it's going to be a scorcher. But I walk out, and it, there's not that much humidity out here, so that's really, really, really good. And so it's, it's a beautiful day. And um, uh, guys, I got to tell you, God's going to do something today because it's been, it's been an awesome week, but it's also this morning has been some sort of morning, I tell you, and, uh, and I believe that God's going to do something. And in this message that I'm going to give to you today, I'm, I'm going to try to just go in and hit it hard and then, and then uh, sort of apply it and then we can go. But um, can we just pray together real quick? I know there's a lot of people that are hurting, a lot of people that are confused. Some are dealing with some health issues. And, um, and I just want to pray for you as we get started. Jesus, we thank you for this awesome morning that you've given us. And I just pray right now for those that are dealing with sickness or um, whether it's kidney stones to cancer, whatever it may be, Lord, I just pray that you would allow them to feel your comfort. God, you are a good God. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of things in our country right now. And I just, I just want to take a moment to breathe. As the wind blows, as we celebrate you today, God, will you just please remind us of your characteristics of who you are? We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, um, well, we've been in a series called The Comeback, and uh, this is our last day for, to, for The Comeback, and it's been an amazing series that we've had over the past few, few weeks, and so the overarching theme is pretty simple. It's, it's, uh, it's this. It's never too late and you're never too far to come back to God. That's pretty much the gist of what this overarching theme is, is that it's never too late and you're never too far to come back to God. And so as we wrap this up, what I, wanna, what I want to sort of finish on is success stories. Everybody loves a good comeback. If you're a sports person, I tell you, my wife, she's a huge sports person, okay? So we've been watching Clemson football. We've been watching all kinds of stuff, reruns and all kinds of stuff. No, we have not watched the LSU game. I'll just be honest, okay? We haven't watched that game yet. Uh, was that an amen? I don't know if that was an amen or not, but okay. But we, we didn't watch that one, but we've been watching some good comeback story football games here recently. And uh, I, I want to know, like, success stories. Like, I want to know them. I want to know them personally. And everybody loves a good success story, a comeback story. And maybe you have one yourself. Maybe it's not sports, but maybe you have a success story. Or maybe your friend has a success story. And it's unbelievable. And especially nowadays, what, that's what we need, is we need some good success stories. We need some good victorious stories in our world right now, right? And we can we loved we love those. Well, I want to tell you a real quick story. Uh, it's going to be a little simple, and I wish we had screens and stuff because I want to sh- I want to show you something. But maybe you'll remember what I'm talking about. Uh, here's the deal: we love game nights. Does anybody like to play games like board games, cards, or anything? Yeah. So if you're watching online, I hope you do the same thing. I hope you watch or I hope you love card games and board games. But there was this time that we had a game night that we wanted to have by the river when we were camping one time. Okay. And, and so we had, we have our camper and we, we pull it up there. We have a river site. It's man, it's awesome. And so we decided to have 
some like fried chicken, game night, river. That's to me, that's heaven. Okay. And so we go, I go into the camper to get all the, what's called Dutch blitz. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a cool card game. And uh, we get monopoly deal, which is another really cool card game with monopoly and stuff. And so I go in to get all these, these games, guys, the cupboard was empty. There was no board games. We're in Tennessee. We're not, it's not like going to the house and getting some, some games, right? We are way away from the store, but I'm a hero dad. So I'm going to go find some games, all right? So I get in the car, we take off, and there is a, we finally see a Dollar General. Dollar General, for those that don't know what that is, all right? So uh, we find the Dollar General, and we go in there, and we see the classic Uno, right? We got to pick that up. We see the classic like deck of cards, but then my eyes go up and on the top rack, I see these throwback vintage games, like board games, like the old, old, old school chess and the old school checkers and all that. And then there's this one board game that I'm like, oh my word. That board game was called Snakes and Ladders, but some of you would probably remember it as Shoots and Ladders. Does anybody remember Shoots and Ladders? Okay, okay. So I was like, I remember shoots and ladders as a kid. I need to take this to my, my kids, and, and I want to I play this game. So I grab it. It was only like 10 bucks. I grab it, and we go back, and we start playing shoots and ladders. And so if you don't know what shoots and ladders is, it's a pretty fun game. It's like you, you climb up, and you slide down in this like exciting game, right? And so you, you go through these. You get the uh, snakes and ladders. You roll the dice. But I think shoots and ladder was like this spin thing that you spun or and so you get so many places, and then you can succeed if you get at the bottom of a ladder, and you can shoot up to another row, right? And the object of the game is to get to 100. The object of the game is get to the top, to get ahead of people. And I loved that game because it was like, no matter how good you are at sports or whatever, it's the roll of the dice, baby, okay? And you can, it's, I can win somebody else can win. You're all on equal playing field. So we were playing this game and I love, love, love shoots and ladders. And I wanted to read this right here where uh, I was looking up what shoots and ladders, you know, like, is there a commercial about it? And they had this like big commercial. And at the end it said, will your new spot send you down or move you up, up, up? It was a really cool commercial, right? And I loved it. And I was so, then I started thinking, holy cow, this is life. Shoots and ladders is complete life, right? Uh, climb up and slide down in this exciting game of ups and downs. Isn't that life? It's an exciting life, but there's ups and there's downs. There's success stories. There's comeback stories. You have no idea what's, hump, what's, what's coming up. And sometimes it's the roll of the dice, and you're going, well, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Listen, some days life is like this game. You climb trying to succeed, and without notice, you slide down again and again. And sometimes it feels like you're further back than where you started. Does anybody ever feel like that out here? Maybe online, you feel that way? Yeah, I know I do. I know I do. Sometimes I feel like I'm up and I'm down. And so many of us are looking for this to succeed, and we have our eyes 
on this ladder that's going to take us to the top to get it. And all, if I could just get to that ladder, God, if I could get to that ladder, then I, I could succeed. If I could get to that ladder, I would be above everybody and I would be able to be of an importance. I would actually matter. I know some of your stories out there and even online, some of your stories are these stories of if I only got to a ladder that would push me ahead of people, then I would be important. I would be somebody. Let me ask you this question. What is your ladder leaning on? I know that's a simple question, but in, the, in, in, in your life, what is your ladder leaning on? Everybody's focused on the ladder, but not too many people are focused on what that ladder is leaning on. Because here's what's awesome. Sometimes in snakes and ladders, what I love is the snake head. If you land on a snake head, it just shoots you back down, all right? So sometimes that ladder is so glorious, and you, all you see is, if I could get to that ladder, but what you don't realize is that it's leaning on a snake head. What you don't realize is if you get to that, yes, it will shoot you up, but you're one spot away from just sliding back down. How many people are like that and how many people's lives are like that? That you're just wanting to get there. What's your ladder leaning on? What are you putting all your weight on? If you have your app or maybe you have a Bible, I'd love for you to turn to Matthew chapter 7. Verse 24 through 27 today, it reads this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had a foundation that was built on a rock. Verse 26 says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, look to your neighbor and say, practice. Look to your neighbor, say action, okay? Anybody that does not put them into action or practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with great crash, with a great crash. What are you building your life upon? Are you building it upon treasures, what they would call treasures in in heaven or treasures on earth? You might have a great car, but you might be one step away from a slide that's coming back down. You might have a great boat. You might have a big house. You might have a mansion. I don't know. What are you leaning your ladder on? What are you building your foundation on? What I love is there's a commentary on that verse, and it says here, it says, Christ here shows that it will, be, it will not be enough to serve him through only hearing in word and tongue, It is necessary to our happiness that we believe in Christ, that we repent of sin, that we live a holy life, that we love one another. This is what this verse is talking about. This is his will. Even when we have uh, been set, uh, set apart for God's special use or purpose. Another word for that is sanctification. What he's saying is, is that, listen, words, that's not gonna be enough. It's not. Coming here on a parking lot or watching online, that's great. But what are you doing with it? What are you leaning your ladder on? I, sometimes I know for a fact that you come here, you check it off your list, you go, and then I look on Facebook and I'm like, what? What, what happened? What happened? What are you living a life of? What are, what's your ladder leaning toward? Listen, I need, I need you to know this, that You need to be aware that there is a storm that's coming in your life. There is. 
I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much happiness you have. Everyone's going to face a storm. Eddie talked about it last week. Yes, God is going to be with you through that storm. But here's what I want you to understand is that when you have this storm and the storm is coming, it's going to try every man and every woman's work. You need to, you will know quickly what your life is built on and what your ladder is leaning on. Listen, I, I built a, a, I had a quarantine project. I know a lot of people probably had those. But I had a quarantine project where I built onto my deck on the back, and I had this awesome tin roof. I made it six by sixes. I mean, it was beefy. It was good. I was enjoying it, right? And not too long ago, you remember when the tornadoes came through, right? Man, I'm sitting there before I got it all done. I'm looking out my backyard, and I, I can see the storm coming in and the winds blowing, and I'm praying to God. I'm like, Lord, please let those bolts hold. Let those screws hold. I'm, you know, I'm not a licensed carpenter. I'm just a good old boy that loves to, to work and do. I, please don't let it fall. And I start thinking about my foundation. I, and what's funny is when I think of it that way, it's a little late when you're in the middle of the storm to worry about the foundation. Are y'all following me out there? Are you watching online? It's a little late to worry about a foundation when you're in the middle of the storm. You with me? I think for, for me, I, when I looked at that, I was like, okay, I remember my foundation. I remember what I did. I remember what I put in there. And at the end of the day, I go, I can stand firm on knowing that my foundation will stand. And I have you know, it stood a tornado. It stood all those. So we have a back porch. It's all good now, okay? Can I get an amen for that, all right? All right, good, good, good. Listen, what is your ladder leaning on? What is your foundation? Chase, how do I know if it's leaning on the right things? Let's talk about that for just a second. How do I know if I'm living a life that God wants me to? Well, the Apostle Paul in the Bible, he wrote a letter in, uh, in the Bible called Galatians. You heard us talk about it a while ago. This is not like a sales pitch. It just happened to be that I'm reading from Galatians. But I will tell you, you need to come hear, this, uh, hear these messages and these talks about Galatians because the, that book of the Bible is so profound in your life, it, or it can be so profound in your life. And so we're going to go through the next few weeks. We're going to go through those. Uh, the, we're through some of the chapters, and we're going to talk through Galatians with you, even as a life group and stuff like that. But the Apostle Paul, he wrote this to, uh, um, for the people in a town called Galatia which is modern-day Turkey, all right? If you're wondering where that's at, it's Turkey. Paul, he would travel around to tell people about Jesus, who he was, what he was about, and uh, he just wanted to tell people how to experience Jesus and, and what an abundant, free life that Jesus offered. That's what Paul was doing to the town of Galatia, city of Galatia. So Paul spread the news about Jesus to people that in that time they worshiped other gods, and, and I look at it this at this day and age, and I'm thinking the same thing, right? And then Paul also, he, he talked to people that were just a little confused, right? That was who Paul was talking to. And in one part of the letter, he talks more in detail, and we'll talk a little bit about it in a few weeks, but he talks more in detail on how, and how we would know what our life should look like and what it should be built on to live a successful life, Paul does. And so I just want to hit on that for just a minute, but he uses an illustration that I love. You ready? You ready for what that is? It's fruit. 
he uses an illustration with fruit to talk about these things. Now, I love a good, we, we celebrated Rollins' birthday. Today's her birthday, and we celebrated yesterday, and we're going to celebrate today. Might not even do it Monday. I don't know. But here's the thing. They had these fruit trays. My wife brought these fruit trays, and gosh, they had some great strawberries. And I look at those fruit. I look at oranges. I love a good juicy orange. Like, I love fruit. And so part of that, part of this, it intrigues me because I love it so much. Galatians 5, 22 through 24. Let's read that together. But the fruit of the Spirit, you probably heard this, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So, that, to me, when I read that, I look at it and I go, I'm going to build my foundation and I'm going to start putting things into practice. I'm going to lean my ladder on these fruits of the Spirit, on these fruits of the Spirit. Are you building your life on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control? Are you building your foundation off of that? Are you leaning your life or your ladder to that? Because here's what I believe. I believe that successful people stay close to the source of their success. I'll say it again, and it's in your notes. Successful people stay close to the source of their success. When Paul refers to the Spirit, you probably heard the fruit of the Spirit. If you've been a part of church for a while, you've heard that before. When Paul refers to that, he's basically referring to God. And his characteristics. He's saying that because of Jesus, we have access. You have access to God's qualities and characteristics right now. So when you build your life and you build your foundation, you lean your ladder onto this foundation of the fruit of the Spirit, not only are you leaning on God, but you're leaning on the characteristics of God. So how do you know if you're doing it right? Or how do you know if you're leaning on the things? Well, how are you doing with joy? How are you doing with self-control? How are you doing with patience? Guilty. How are you doing with the things that I just mentioned, those nine fruits of the Spirit? That's a great indicator on what it should look like. Joy is a big one. Ah, that's for other people that's got it together. No, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Start declaring it. Lean that ladder on that. Listen, fruit doesn't produce itself, does it? Fruit doesn't just produce itself. Fruit doesn't strain harder or like try harder to become the delicious part of the plant. No. Fruit is the result of something else. Fruit, the delicious part that I was just talking about, is the result of something else. And if you want oranges, let's just talk about that. If you want oranges, then you need to find an orange tree, don't you? You need to get close. Find an orange tree or find a source that's going to give you the oranges. In the same way, if you want more qualities, if you want to lean those like joy, peace, patience, kindness, if you want more of those, then guess what you got to do? You got to stay close to the source. Who is the source? God. Paul reminds us that over and over and over. You got to stay close to the source. Ultimately, it's this. Ultimately, when you know Jesus firsthand and you hang out with him, you're with one and one, you're one with him, right? Over time, you start to just pick up on those qualities. You start to pick up on all those things that I just mentioned. 
you just, you'll start leaning that ladder and you know without a shout out, that's what's going to ooze out. That's what it's going to lean on. When you start building other foundations for your kids, guess what? You're going to start putting those qualities in that parameter. You're going to start preparing as I'm going to put this, I'm going to build this in them because you are spending time with the source and you know what's good. (laughs) You know what's good. What would it look like for you to be the kind of person that stays close to that source? Would it change anything for you in your cars or would it change anything for you online? What would it look like for you to be the kind of person that is automatically, without a shadow of doubt, there's no question you're going to stay close to the source? Could you imagine life differently? Could you imagine a storm differently? You're not sitting there in the, you know, and watching out your back door wondering if the foundation is going to shake or if it's going to crumble. Because you know without a shadow of doubt God's promises. You know without a shadow of doubt that he is for you. He's not against you. And he will have overwhelming victory, right? And you have overwhelming victory because of Jesus. Jesus says this in John 15. We're almost done here. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Look to your neighbor and say, we'll produce much fruit. Come on now, if you're watching online, turn to somebody, even if it's a dog. We'll produce much fruit, right? We'll produce much fruit. When I, he says, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Guys, we can do nothing apart from God. We can do nothing apart from Jesus. You may have, like I said, all the riches in the world. And if without God, you don't have anything. Because I did a message a long time ago where I had this massive rope and it went on and there was this one little part at the tip. And that's our life. And the rest of it is our eternity. And what you do in this little part matters for all that. Money, it don't matter all that. It's great. Go for it. Man, there's a lot of smart and great people out there that, man, that's, that's amazing. And you, I'm seeing generosity that you guys are giving. Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with money. But when it consumes you, when that becomes the thing that you're all about and that becomes the thing that you're leaning your ladder on and that becomes the thing that your foundation is built on, that's what's wrong. It won't last. We can do nothing apart from God. And time and time again, we find this to be true. So again, I'll say it, successful people stay close to the source of their success. I want the band to come back up, and we're going to close, but before we do, I just want to touch on a couple of things. How close are you to the source today? No matter when you're watching this, maybe it's in the middle of the week or a few weeks, months from now, or maybe you're here in your cars, and you've heard me say something today that sort of tweaked something inside of you and said, I don't know that I'm that close to the source. I don't know that I'm that close, and I think that might be part of my problem. Well, Chase, I'm too far gone. I'm just, my son, he's too far gone. My daughter, she's too far gone. Remember, it's never too late, and you're never too far. Let me tell you this. We played that shoots and ladders with Georgia, my daughter, and my family, and I tell you this, she was winning. She was punishing us. I mean, she was way up there. 
And then she had one bad roll of the dice. Landed her on a snake head, and guess what? That girl went all the way back to the beginning. She was on like block 95 out of 100, and she went all the way back to the beginning. Now, my, my girl, she is a competitive little redhead. Sassy, bougie, right? I'm telling you, she was devastated because she's a competitive soul. And I tell you this, she busted out crying. It's not fair. It's not fair. And listen, we started reminding, well, did she give up? I'm sure you're asking, did she give up? Almost. I'll, I'll tell you that. She almost gave up. But me and her mom, Casey, we started reminding her, babe, listen, it's a game. It's never too late. You're never too far from the top. All you need is six spots, and you're already ahead of me. All you need is to keep going. Look to your neighbor and say, keep going. Keep going. It's never too late, and you're never too far. Y'all, listen, she ended up winning. <laughs> she ended up winning that game, no joke. And she was so excited. She was yelling and screaming. And I'm holding back tears right now because there's so many people, including myself, that you get to a block and you're so tired and you're worn out and you don't want to keep going. And you're just so afraid that you're going to have a bad roll of the dice and you're going to slide back down. Guys, listen to me. Never give up. Do not stop. Comeback stories are the best. You have a success story just waiting, waiting. And who knows? I, I don't know this to be true, but I believe this, that if you are a follower of Jesus, we all win the game in the end. We all win the game in the end. We all win the game in the end. Because of our free access of Jesus, it's never too late. You're never too far from his grace. You are never too far from his love and his mercy, his forgiveness. My grandpa, he died when I was 10 years old. My, my mom's dad, he died when, I, when he was 10. I never knew him to be like this rough around the edges. I always knew him to be my pop. My, my grandpa, the one that provided. But my mom told me stories before about toward the end of his life is when he really started getting his life together. And for the last, I don't know, I think it was five, six years, man, he lived a life that was on, on fire for God. And that's a testament. And right before he died, I believe... My mom told me, she said, he sort of went away, sort of flatlined kind of deal on his deathbed, and he came back and grabbed my grandma's hand. He said, Shelby, you'll never believe it. You'll never believe it. He went home. He's a testament that you are never too late, and you are never too far. My prayer is that this, is that we're not just looking for a ladder to get us to the top. 
the fastest. My prayer, my prayer is this, is that not only if you look for a ladder, but you're looking for a ladder that is built on the fruit of the Spirit, a ladder that is built on salvation, a ladder that is built on just good godly principle today. My mom, she always said, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. And maybe some of you need to, you need to hear that. Enjoy the journey. Some of you are in your grieving stage right now. You need to wake up and realize that God is for you. He's got a plan for you. And you need to enjoy the game, the journey that he's put in front of you. Because who knows? I don't know how many spots you got left. But God is with you. The comeback is here. If you're watching online or you're in your cars today and you do not know Jesus, you're not close to that source. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. We're seeing salvations every single week, not because of anything that we as pastors are saying, but we're seeing this because God is good and it's all about Him. And so I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus and to, to come close to that source. If you would, if you'll bow your heads in your cars and online, I, I would love for you, if that's you, I want you to say this prayer with me. There's nothing magical about this prayer, but you are confessing with your mouth that He is Lord. Say this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I love you, and I'm so sorry. I want to be close to the source. Forgive me of my sins. From this day forward, you are Lord. From this day forward, I serve you. And from this day forward, I put all of my energy toward building your kingdom in your name. I want to pray a prayer for those that maybe you do know Jesus, but you're, you sort of slipped away. Jesus, you know them by name. You care for them. You speak to them, even when we don't listen. <laughs> Jesus, I'm begging you, bring them closer to the, to the source. You, you say in your word that when we draw close to you, you will draw near to us. So God, give us the energy to just keep playing the game. And as we have a comeback story, Jesus, may you get the glory and honor in your name. Amen. If you're watching online today and you made that decision, there's a place where you can click that button that says, hey, I accepted Christ today. Or maybe you're watching here online or here in the, in the parking lot and you got your app. There's a way, uh, there's a little button at the top that says salvation. Click that. Let us know. Somehow get in touch with us and say, hey, I accepted Jesus. Or, hey, I, I'm running from God and I'm ready to come back home like the prodigal son. The comeback story is great, but it takes you choosing to keep playing. It keeps playing. Guys, I love you. I hope you have a great day today. Have you enjoyed Sunday at Marathon today? Anybody? Amen.